1 Kings chapter 17, and I'm going to read the first few verses of the chapter up to verse 7, and then we'll have a word of prayer, reading from the English Standard Version this morning. Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him, Depart from here and turn eastward. Hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Cherith that is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And after a while, the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Our dear Heavenly Father, we are here to meet with you this morning. We want to do business with our God, as it were. We pray that you deliver us from ourselves interpreting your word to us. We would not trust the inclinations of our own heart, dear Lord, because your word says that our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We can't know the depth of it, Lord. We are asking for that great interpreter of the scriptures to come to our aid this morning. The Holy Spirit himself. And we do acknowledge there's no greater teacher than the Spirit of God. And Lord, we thank you that he is faithful to communicate with us. All that is on your heart for us to hear and for us to adhere to. Lord, we confess our need of light. We confess our need of the word of God entering into our innermost being. Lord, your word says the entrance of your words gives light. And we're asking, Lord, that our innermost beings might be filled with light. Deliver us from deception. Deliver us from self-deception. Deliver us from any interpretation that is out from ourselves. Oh Lord, we need you this morning. And we don't want to point the finger to any other member in the congregation today and say they need to hear this. For oh God, you know each one of our hearts. It is I that need to hear, Lord. It is I that need your word. Not my brother, not my sister, but it is me, O oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. 
Oh God, let each one of us then lay hold by faith on what you give to us. But Lord, we ask for that anointing without which we can outline truths, we can say the right things, we can be orthodox in our approach and yet be the same when we leave. We are asking for the anointing of your spirit, for the speaking of your word and also for the hearing of it. And we pray that the outcome of our time together this morning will be something that goes into eternity and is worked into each one of our lives as your spirit would will. We ask these things, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, praise God. Now, this morning, the burden that the Lord has laid on my heart for our meetings together, at least when I'm bringing the word, is the ministry of Elijah, but specifically the way the Lord dealt with his servant in a time of judgment. And uh, I think you'll agree with me that we are living in a day where something of the Lord's hand is against the nation because of the sin that we have been in as a nation. I think there's very few countries around the world that has been blessed so much, given so much light, given so many ministers and evangelists, and yet has gone so far decidedly below the light that they've received. And while this is a tremendous blessing that God has blessed our nation, and it truly is. Those whom the Lord blesses are more accountable for the light they've received. And really, when we consider what the Lord has sown into this nation over the centuries, it is such a sad thing that we see the nation in the state that it is in today. And you know, brothers and sisters, we can be those that can turn a blind eye to what's happening about us and just imagine it's not really there or it's not really as bad as we may think it is or perhaps people are just given over to pessimism and that's why people like John preach these kind of messages where it seems to be more doom and gloom. I'm not going to preach doom and gloom to you this morning but I do want to preach reality and I don't want us as the people of God to be those that shy away from what really is happen- happening in the light of God's word. You see, the standard of what's happening around us today isn't my perception of what is happening around us. The standard is the word of God. And when you consider what's happening in our nation compared with what the word of God requires of any people, you realize that actually we have removed ourselves far, far, far away from the word of God. And it seems to me as the Lord has been lifting his hands of protection and grace from round our nation, as we have said to him, we will not have this king to reign over us. As the Lord has lifted his hand of protection, we are beginning to see the horrors of what is in man's heart when he's not restrained by the grace of God. And it's going to get worse. 
if the Lord continues to withdraw his restraining power from over us. Because we see, don't we, minds are being given over to views that are contrary to even common sense. Some of the laws that are coming in, some of the views that are being espoused on media and in government are quite honestly giving us the impression that these opinions are void of judgment. And it's almost as though the Lord is beginning now to hand over our minds to these kind of false ways and wrong thinkings that we see in society today. I could name so many things to you, even things that are just obvious, like the role of like male and female, things being blurred. This is evidence that God's hands of grace is being lifted from the nation. And we live in a day where I believe with all my heart there yet can be a move of God amongst his people that will be the means of a restraining of something of these influences. Even remember in Josiah's day, the Lord had mercy on the nation and the judgment was delayed for a generation because of that man. And in that time of revival, what was it that actually was recovered in the house of God that was the means of much repentance and turning from sin? It was the realisation of the word of God. Do you remember Hilkiah? The high priest, he found the word in the temple. And as a result of that, he came to Josiah and he rent his clothes and repented before God. Oh, we need to have a recovery of confidence in the word of God in the pulpit again. And for people to be unashamed of what the scriptures say. But alas, the, the days we live in, in, there is much idolatry paganism and all kinds of things that are in the land. Are there not? There are. When Elijah comes on the scene in 1 Kings chapter 17, he also steps into a situation where the people of God are much backslidden and turned away from God. You just have to look back to the days after Solomon. When Solomon died and there's, there's kings that are raised up after him, you have Jeroboam and Rehoboam. You have the splitting, the dividing, don't you, of the kingdoms. You have the southern tribes of Judah with Benjamin and then you have the ten northern tribes. And really it's the ten northern tribes that we're speaking of this morning. Israel, as they are known within the word of God. And you find that the kings of Israel from the times of Rehoboam and Jeroboam right through to the times of Ahab, who was the king of Israel at the time that um, Elijah comes on the scene, all of them were wicked. All of them were turned away from God. All of them were turning the people to idolatry and wickedness. You can look at Omri, whose reign is mentioned in verse 21 of Kings chapter 16, he was one, for example, who led the people astray. He did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then after he died, you have 
Ahab, his son, reigning in his place from verse 29 of 1 Kings 16. And in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Umri, began to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Umri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. And what do we know about him? What do we know about Ahab? Verse 30. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. You see how when evil begins to come amongst a people, it doesn't stop at one level. This is one of the things we must realise today. There are many things that are happening in our nation today. Lots of evils that are going on in our day. They will not stop where they are at. Why? Because the driving force behind some of these things are not men, but demons. And demons are never satisfied. If you make compromise with demonic powers, the enemy will never be satisfied with the compromise you have made. It will go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. This is what we find with Israel. 